0: Good morning. It's Wednesday, May 10th. I'm Gideon Resnick in for Shemitah Basu. This is Apple News Today. On today's show, inside the Biden administration's new border plan as a controversial pandemic policy comes to an end. The impact of bird flu on endangered species and the dog breed that's now Westminster's best-in-show for the first time in history. But first, a jury says that Donald Trump sexually abused and defamed the writer E. Jean Carroll. Deliberation only took a few hours, and the jury awarded her $5 million in the civil case. Jurors did not find that Trump raped Carroll. Trump's attorney, Joe Tacopina, focused on that afterwards. Strange verdict. This was a rape claim. It was a rape case all along, and the jury rejected that, but made other findings. So we'll obviously be appealing those other findings. Now, since this was a civil, not criminal trial, Trump does not face prison time. It also means the trial had a lower burden of proof. In criminal trials, the standard is beyond a reasonable doubt. For this trial, it was what's called preponderance of the evidence, or in simpler terms, more likely than not. More than two dozen women have accused Trump of sexual assault over the years. He has issued denial after denial, But this verdict marks the first time Trump has been held legally responsible for sexual assault. After the trial, Carroll said, the world finally knows the truth. This victory is not just for me, but for every woman who has suffered because she was not believed. In other legal news, Republican Congressman George Santos surrendered to federal authorities today. He faces over a dozen charges, including wire fraud, money laundering, and theft of public funds. Earlier, his attorney declined to comment to CNN. Before these charges, several members of Congress, including some Republicans, repeatedly called for Santos to resign. He's been caught in a number of lies about his background. And Tucker Carlson says that he will launch a new show on Twitter following his firing by Fox News last month. The move heats up the legal battle between the right-wing commentator and the network. His contract was not up when Fox took him off the air. Typically, contracts prevent high-profile anchors from immediately starting a competing show. Carlson's lawyer has reportedly written to Fox execs saying that the network breached his contract. Tomorrow, Title 42 border restrictions are set to end. For three years, these pandemic regulations made it easier for the U.S. to reject people seeking asylum at the southern border. Deadly violence, the pandemic, economic troubles, and restrictions on freedom in several Latin American countries have led to an increase in people attempting to cross. The Biden administration is taking steps to prevent the end of Title 42 from triggering a new wave of migrants that is too big for the country to handle. Wall Street Journal immigration reporter Michelle Hackman told us about the new policy and message that President Biden has for asylum seekers.
1: He's not saying no one is welcome. What he is saying is if you want protection in this country, you need to follow these new systems we've set up that don't involve crossing the border. And if you don't do that, we're going to punish you.
0: Migrants who cross into the U.S. illegally could be quickly deported because they'll be subject to a higher asylum standard that's very hard to clear. The tougher policy is designed to steer people toward legal avenues for asylum in the U.S. A new program will allow some people to live temporarily with a private sponsor. Another path requires asylum seekers to make an appointment to enter. But Hackman says the booking system is already overwhelmed.
1: There are estimated... Maybe fifty or 60,000 migrants across the northern Mexican border with the U.S. who want these appointments and are logging on every day. And you can imagine, I mean, if you are all vying for the same number of tickets, the app is not really going to be able to handle that. And so we've seen the app crashing, the app sort of going gray or giving people error messages.
0: Hackman points out that in the last decade, presidents from both parties have tried different approaches on border policy. All have struggled to get things under control. She explained why the current Democratic administration settled on an approach that's tougher than what many in their party support.
1: I think in terms of voters, the reason that Biden and his team feel comfortable doing this is because even though Democrats probably favor more liberal immigration laws... Immigration doesn't rank as one of their top issues. It does for Republicans.
0: As Hackman puts it, many members of Congress see the current immigration system as broken. But across the two parties, a recurring problem persists. There's not agreement on how it's broken and what to do about it. Over the last two years, bird flu has rocked the U.S. livestock industry and killed more than half a billion poultry birds worldwide. Vox looks at an unusual impact of this outbreak. It's now killing wild birds too, possibly millions. That includes endangered species like the California condor. Scientists are saying they've never seen anything like this. Typically, avian flu viruses aren't this deadly for wild birds. In the past, they've gotten mild infections. But what's circulating now has picked up traits that can cause severe disease among wild birds, not just domesticated ones. Birds that nest in colonies like snow geese are getting hit especially hard. Last summer, Lake Michigan's population of Caspian terns, another threatened species, was cut in half. Now, Vox explains the risk of the avian flu virus turning into a human threat is slim, But experts are watching to see if the outbreak in wild birds could push the virus to pick up traits that might make it more harmful to humans. And even in the unlikely event that things do go in that direction, the U.S. government has a stockpile of vaccines ready for humans. This year's Westminster Kennel Club dog show is in the record books with a historic win.
1: Best in show tonight
0: is the PBGB. It's Buddy Holly. Buddy Holly handled by Janice Hayes. Buddy Holly. Okay, if you're not really, really into dogs, maybe you didn't quite get the first part of that announcement. After all, not all of us have the breadth of knowledge of Winky's owner, played by Eugene Levy in Best in Show. But as you heard in the clip, the dog named after a rock legend is a PBGV. That is Petit Basset Griffon Vendillon. Thank you very much. Uh, This breed has never taken Best in Show in Westminster's nearly 150-year history. I do really encourage you to look him up, uh, but he kind of has a compact, shaggy dog vibe with a really, really great smile. It is a first for the PBGV breed. But in a way, Buddy Holly's win is something of a repeat victory. PBGV is in the Hound group and Trumpet the Bloodhound took best in show last time. So it is the second year in a row that a Hound gets the famed gold and purple ribbon. You can find all these stories and more in the Apple News app. And if you're already listening in the News app, stay with us. We've got a narrated article coming up next from The New Yorker. It looks at how sites like Gawker and BuzzFeed that once drew record-breaking traffic became casualties in the battle for attention. So sit back, enjoy listening to that, and we're gonna be back with the news tomorrow.